Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, folks, we made it to Monday on the hottest show on the streets. We're talking your Bama football news. In my own words, your truly Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama magazine. Happy to have each and every last one of you checking us out on this evening. As always, we bring you the show. From the magic city of Birmingham, we stream this to you on YouTube. And speaking of a channel, you know what time it is. You hit that subscribe button. Stop all that you're doing. You tap subscribe right now. Hit that subscribe button. You get every friend, every family member, every diehard Bama fan, casual Bama fan, consumer of Tide football to subscribe as well. Share the show to everybody you know on every platform because if you love the content they will also don't forget to hit the like button give us that thumbs up tap that like button one time we appreciate you guys liking the show trying to get this out the gate 50 likes to get us started here also that daily super chat go $100 daily super chat go 100 bucks right there we appreciate you guys be sure to hit that notification bell so that way you miss absolutely nothing when it comes down to your tied football. A lot to dive into on this evening. A reminder, the open practice and fan day for Alabama, Saturday, August 5th. Put that on the calendar. Saturday, August 5th, the return of the open practice and fan day for your Crimson Tide. Definitely want to hear from you guys tonight, the Bama fans. You can do this by calling 205-448-1358, the number two. Let your voice be made known here on the show, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358, the number right there on screen. But, John, dive into it right now. Without further ado, topic number one here of the conversation and that being, you know, Alabama fans, you guys are high on uh, this Crimson Tide defense. You guys are on one about this Alabama defense. The fan base really energized for this upcoming season. After two years of uh, not winning a national championship this past year, not making the college football playoff, not winning and uh, or not winning a Southeastern Conference championship. There's a lot of energy going into this season. There's a lot of excitement going into this season. There's a lot of anticipation and expectations entering this season. And a lot of this is brought by you, the fans, and for obvious reasons. I mean, this is a team that you root for. You cheer for, you are a part of, you you are a consumer of. And for a lot of us, we love to win. For a lot of us, we hate to lose. I mean, uh, I'll take myself, John, as an example. I was playing a game of cards with my family over the weekend, a game of spades. And I'm looking at my dad 
My dad, who is an Auburn fan, he hates to lose. My dad is the ultimate competitor. He can't stand to lose. And uh, it, it doesn't matter if it's chess, Chinese checkers, thumb war, arm wrestling. My dad competes. He hates losing. And uh, you look at U.S. fans, you guys, y'all cannot stand to lose. Y'all want to win in every sense of the imagination. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. You pull for this team. You cheer for this team. You root for this team, that being the Crimson Tide. But there is a big energy this year, especially among the fans, that you know the, the goal, see this team not just get back to the college football playoff, but win a national championship. And this is starting primarily on the defense. When you look at Nick Saban and Kevin Steele, Kevin Steele as the defensive coordinator the last four to five years under Pete Golding, and I know people say, but Stephen Alabama won a national championship in the COVID year 2020 where you played an, an all-SEC conference-only schedule. But even with that, the Alabama nation knows that championship was more so won by Steve Sarkeesian and the juggernaut of an offense Alabama had, led by Mac Jones, Najee Harris, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, John Mechie, and a great offensive line anchored by Landon Dickerson. So a lot of the Bama fans that know, they look at, hey, that 2020 team was led by the offense. Yes, Pete Golden was a part of a team. Yes, Pete Golden was on that coaching roster, absolutely. But that national championship, much of the heavy lifting, much of the legwork was done by Steve Sarkeesian and the offense. But I digress from that statement. The, uh, the, the fan base looks at this defense as that this side of the ball has to get it done. Kevin Steele and that side of the football, they've got to get it done. And the reason why U.S. Bama Nation so keen on this defense is you want to believe that Kevin Steele is the one to get this right. You want to believe it badly. I want to believe it badly that Kevin Steele is the one that can get this right, especially after we got so accustomed to what Kirby Smart did and what he brought and the national championship trench mob, uh, angry, aggressive, effective, elite style, stuff from the dirt play that Kirby Smart brought, the intensity that he brought for the Alabama defense. When you look at 2008 to 2015, if you look at two seasons with Jeremy Pruitt, 2016 and 17, what he did as a defensive coordinator, when you look at you know, uh, the guys from the defensive front to the linebackers to the secondary and how those guys were flying around the field, no fear, smacking you upside your head, playing scary, 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 dangerous man football. And we got so accustomed to that to where the last four to five years under Pete Golding, we look in the mirror and we're like, what's happened, right? What, what has happened? We've gotten away from... Uh, what Alabama football truly is, which is mentally and physically defeating the other team before they even before they even step off the bus or off the plane. You know, mentally defeating the other team before they step off the plane, and then physically defeating the other team on the field. So uh, the hope and the belief from uh, U.S. the Alabama faithful is Kevin Steele should be able to get this done. Kevin Steele should be able to excel, exceed, and get this program back to being a legitimate now, not just based on statistics, but the legitimate eyeball test on the field to put with those statistics. A lot of you as Alabama fans feel like Kevin Steele should have this defense back to being number one in the country, legitimately, at least top three or top five. But in our viewpoint, because once again, we hate to lose, Bama Nation, you hate to lose. You hate to come second in anything. You want this group to be number one across the board in every major defensive category. For the longest of time, it's been hang your hat on the defensive side of the ball. 
even though the rules have changed and rules have fit more of the offensive play calling, rules have favored more for the quarterbacks. They favored more for the wide receivers and tight ends. Probably the only position that the rules have not favored for in football is the running back position. But be that as it may, you know, the rules have shifted to favor more offenses. But even with the rules shifting, we have seen the last two years, Kirby Smarts has bumped at, I can put a defense on the field for the University of Georgia that will, that will defy the odds and in back-to-back years it has and Georgia's two-time national champion because of physical, destroy them up, put them in utter fear defense. And uh, a lot of that, Kirby Smart carried that blueprint, that moniker, that style from Tuscaloosa to Athens, Georgia, and has shown the last two years, hey, this thing still, this puppy still works here. It still works. So a lot of you as Alabama fans are looking at this defense and going, Kevin Steele has to get this right. Kevin Steele has to put this in order. Kevin Steele has to make this or be the catalyst uh, to making this a legit number one defense, a legit elite defense again. And I think he can do it. And I wholeheartedly feel that he can. For me, it just comes down to putting the best two guys at that inside linebacker position and then making sure those animals on the defensive line Starting off with Freddie Roach, of course, getting after the quarterback, handling your gap assignments, stuffing the run, and freeing those linebackers up to fly around and make plays so that your secondary can be absolute ball hawks out there. But a lot of you as Bama Nation, you're putting a lot on the defense because you feel like, hey, Kevin Steele has to have this right. Hey, if Kirby Smart the last two years can hang Georgia's hat on defense and get it done, and Nick Saban, you can't, you started this trend in Tuscaloosa. You got to get back to that trend, hanging that hat there, making the nasty, aggressive, fearsome, tough side of that football back being the defensive side there of the football. But we'll see what takes place here in fall camp. I mean, right, right now in summer workouts in seven on seven, this is where the bonding and the team chemistry is built there defensively. With fall camp right around the bend, we'll see what takes place. But we take our first break here on the show. On Touch That Down, we're just getting started upon our return. We go on the phone lines and we engage you, the Bama fans. We grab your calls, your thoughts, your questions, your concerns. Light us up in the phone lines. Let us know how you feel on a Monday after this. I'm Malachi Moore, and you're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith on Touchdown Alabama's YouTube channel. Nine players have teamed up and released the Alabama Team Paper, which is a video yearbook they've put out for sale direct to fans. Now, for the first time, small dollar purchases from the fans can support the players as a group as well as a great cause because one dollar of every subscription payment is donated to the Boys and Girls Club of America. Be a five-star fan base and support your team and a great cause with Team Paper. Check it out at teampaper.com Alabama. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. All right, people, we're back to the action from the break here on a Monday. Number one ticket for all things Bama. Football news, in my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of TDA. Got my man John Ivory in the production studio. Appreciate him. Continue to 
hit the like button, give us that thumbs up, tap that like button, uh, hit that subscribe button as well. Make this your show, your network platform, channel space to talk Bama football. We are 10 likes away from 50 at this point, so stop what you're doing, tap that like button, give us that thumbs up, hit the like button right there. 10 likes away from 50. How about Delby? Dropping in a $20 donation. Oh my goodness. In the Super Chats, Delby. Getting us started right there. At Daily Super Chat Gold, $100. Daily Super Chat Gold, 100 bucks right there. But guys, show the love for Delby, who gets us started here on a Monday within my own words. Also, folks, we do have a message board, Touchdown Alabama Magazine, touchdownalabama.com, the message board. If you're trying to be in the first group, first wave of fans to help us regrow, rebuild the message board, the link to the board can be found in the chat line and in the description. Check that out right there. But we're right here. The phone line is open to take your calls. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205 205- 448-1358. Number to call in to let your voice be made known. 205-448-1358. And one more time. 205-448-1358. As you guys are continuing to get your thoughts in here for the show. I mean, John, I know for you, this would be your first, especially if they let us back in the cover practices. If they let us back in to cover practices, John, this would be your first time out there getting practices. And uh, hopefully, John, this would be your season where you can join me out here, or me and Eli out here, getting a lot of this game action, especially with so much excitement hinging on this season, especially with all of the bulletin board material out there for Alabama. You got Feinbaum saying if Saban misses the college football playoff, you know, his legacy takes a hit. <laughs> you got other people talking about, you know, Bama doesn't have it anymore. They're not tough enough. They're not physical enough. You know, Georgia's kind of the new team. Georgia's kind of the, the bigger, better standard in college football now. Uh, you had the media at SEC Media Days. Now, I, I didn't do this, but you had the media here at SEC Media Days, uh, uh, Georgia picked as the favorite to win uh, the SEC Championship for the first time since 2015. Uh, Bama not picked as the favorite. Uh, 2015, Auburn got picked as the favorite. We all know how that went down. But I've mentioned this before. When Alabama has something to prove, this is a very dangerous football team, football program. This is a program that the fan base loves when it's got something to prove, uh, and everybody else is scared to death, uh, scared to death to face it because it has something to prove. But cool call topic right here, John. This one goes to Josh Jacobs, former Alabama running back, former first-round pick in the 2019 NFL Draft by the Raiders, of the Las Vegas Raiders. Nobody was able to come close. Nobody was able to come to a deal in terms of Josh Jacobs. His, his, his long, his, his bigger extension, his bigger deal did not get done. And I know earlier in the offseason, the Raiders wanted to franchise tag him. If you would have taken the tag, would have played on a little bit over $10 million. But Josh Jacobs betted on himself this past season, especially when the Raiders decided to not pick up the fifth-year option on his rookie deal. Jacobs last season, NFL rushing champion, and 1,653 yards, 12 touchdowns on what, 340 carries, had 440 yards receiving, literally did everything for the Raiders except for sell hot dogs and beer. And uh, yeah, Las Vegas act like they didn't want to give him no money. So what does Josh Jacobs do? Oh, he just hopped on a plane and left Las Vegas and is not uh, expected to report the training camp, will not report the training camp. According to NFL Network's Tom Pelissero earlier today, training camp for the Raiders starts on tomorrow, actually. 
So, no Josh Jacobs for training camp for the Raiders. So, um, yeah, you lost Derek Carr and you lost the engine of your offense, Josh Jacobs. Good luck with that. Uh, good luck with that, Josh McDaniels. I, I don't know what they're going to do. I have no idea. There's a market for Josh Jacobs. I would imagine several teams will be interested. I don't know where he goes to or who takes him, but the Raiders, they really messed this one up. I mean, no Derek Carr and now no Josh Jacobs. So be very, very interesting to see what takes place here. But uh, Jacobs will not report to Raiders training camp just due to did not get the deal that he needed to get. But we take a break right here, folks. Don't touch that dial when we return. We sit down with the man, the myth, the bona fide legend, the director of scouting and recruiting for TDA, my man Justin Smith as Alabama continues going to that pipeline known as the state of Florida to pick up another bona fide big play wide receiver. In terms of a verbal commitment, we'll talk to Justin about who I could be referring to right after this. What's up, Bama Nation? This is Rudy Griffin, former Alabama defensive lineman, and you're listening to my guy, Stephen M. Smith, in my own words, brought to you by Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Roll Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, folks, we're back into the action from the break on a Monday. Hottest show on the streets. You know what we do? We talk your Bama football news in my own words. Yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. But right now, we go to the phone lines. We pick up uh, the real legend. You know, I, I, I'm just the guy holding the tote bag for him. But we got the real legend in here. He's around the world, coast to coast, state to state, plane to plane, car to car, getting every recruit A to Z. Nobody studies this landscape of recruiting quite like this guy right here, the director of scouting and recruiting for TDA. Justin Smith is in here. Jay, uh, how you feeling, man? Feeling good, Steve. Always fun to have Justin in here to talk Alabama recruiting on a Monday, in my own words. If you're just checking out the show. So, Justin, the incredible pipeline that Alabama has built down there in the sunshine state of Florida. The University of Alabama continuing to get marquee wide receivers. It started off with you know, Amari Cooper back in 2012, and it went from Amari Cooper to Calvin Ridley to Jerry Judy to Ja'Cory Brooks. And now you look at this latest name that's come in here, uh, Jamie French out of Jacksonville, Florida, uh, for the 2025 class, elite, elite wide receiver. I mean, w what does he bring? Uh, what jumps out to you on his tape? Uh, what fascinates you about Jamie French as uh, Coach Saber continues to uh, get that pipeline of Florida to, to bring out Alabama some big play wide receivers? Thank you. It's route running. I think that's the thing that stands out the most on um, how under control he is when you watch his film. You see him separating with his route running ability. You see him being able to get in out of his breaks really smoothly. And just how con under control he is and how off balance he keeps defensive backs with that route running ability. But another thing that stands out is those strong hands, those great ball skills. He's not really a burner, so a lot of times he don't really – beat guys with his speed. He, you know, although he does have great speed, I wouldn't classify it as like elite game-breaking speed. So a lot of times he is caught up in those jump ball situations and he, he, he can come out with the football. And I think another thing that stands out about him, along with those strong hands, is the ability to critique and just move, just move, critique and just move around his body and just pull in catches. I think that really stands out, the way he's able to show great body control, just catch the ball from different angles, just finding any way to come down with the football, so I think that's another thing that stands out about Jamie First. I think he's a great get for the Crimson Top. 
If you're just checking out the show here on a Monday, I got my man Justin Smith, the director of scouting and recruiting for Touchdown Alabama Magazine right here on the phone lines, talking 2025 wide receiver Jamie French here out of Jacksonville, Florida, committing to the Crimson Tide. Justin, when you look at here, Holman Wiggins pulled uh, this young man in, and uh, for a lot of people, there's a mixed bag of emotions on Coach Wiggins. A lot of people look at him, great recruiter, decent coach. Some look at him, great recruiter, but has got to develop guys more from a coaching standpoint. Um, h- how big of a, of a move was this for Coach Wiggins? And, and just in your opinion, do, do you see him as somebody that can uh, develop all of these guys, including one, Jamie French, but – you know, all of these guys at that wide receiver position. But since we're talking French, can you see Holman Wiggins as somebody that can take French from a freshman, especially if he signs, and really truly develop this young man? I think the biggest thing about uh, Holman, Holman Wiggins' criticism is looking at Allen's wide receiver room before he really took a hold of it. Again, I know a lot of times, that that group of wide receivers are compared to the wide receivers that Alabama have have now. And I think it is a bit it could be a bit unfair considering how great that group was, how historically great that group was. We take a look at Judy, um, Ruggs, um, Jalen Waddle and um Devontae Cliff. That is it's, their name speaks for speaks for itself. So I think that has went into the the consideration in terms of when people try to critique um, Hogman Wiggins, but I think he has to. I think with the guys that are on Alabama's roster now, I think it has to be proven with those guys who are on the roster now. When you look at guys like Ja'Cory Brooks, like a like a Jermaine Burton, although he did transfer in from Georgia just in the second year within the Alabama program. Um, of course, um, Malik, he, he's a transfer. Of course, Juco transfer. I don't know if you really can look at him in that light, but just, I think he more so to look at some of those freshmen, some of those guys who are set to take that next step, guys like Kobe Princess, guys like Isaiah Bunn, um, guys like Kendrick Law. What step will they take under Harmon Wiggins? So I think that is where we're going to get an opportunity. I think this season, which is going to be pivotal for that, we're going to get an opportunity to see how those guys develop on Harmon Wiggins. And then I can further evaluate how he will be as a developer in terms of what he can do um, on the football field. But I think he is I, I think the correction. I think the criticism can be seen can be seen as unfair a little bit, just based on the talent that was on Alabama's roster before, right before he got there. So, Justin, you and I have had this conversation. I remember you were telling me that six A, the class of six A for high school football in the state of Alabama, just a ton of talent. And one of those guys, five star wide receiver Ryan Williams, out of Saraland. And uh, how crazy special could it be if Alabama was to have a situation where you would have Ryan Williams and Jamie French, both at wide receiver, and possibly Julian Sayan throwing to both of these guys in the near future. But how crazy could it be if you would have Jamie French and Julian Sayan both as your wide receivers? I, th- I think that the future does look bright for Alabama. We take a look at those guys. Not only just French and R- Williams, look at the guys who saying has committed alongside him now in the 2024 recruiting class. You're talking about a guy like Perry Thompson, who if Alabama can hold on to him, he has an opportunity to be a special elite physical wide receiver. I know the Auburn Tigers are trying their best to get him from Tuscaloosa. He says he's 100% committed, but he is set to visit um, Auburn on this weekend. Like I've said with Thompson, I think both things could be true because he is a guy who has seen his recruitment grow, grow a little bit different than some other guys compared to other guys who get recruited in like ninth or 10th grade. The offer list continue to grow and then they commit. Alabama was one of the first schools to offer Thompson and he committed um, pretty soon after. Then his recruitment grew after that. So he got to enjoy the recruiting process on the back end, I think. So he's enjoying things. But if the Crimson Tide can hold on to Thompson, he would be a great, he's going to be a great get for the Crimson Tide and wide receivers to go along with guys like French and Williams in the future. I think Rico Scott is a nice get as well. They, an explosive type of physical wide receiver out of Pennsylvania. Then you have Caleb Odom, who's one of the more 
one of the better receiving tight ends in this 2024 recruiting class. So tell me how good that kid could possibly be. I think the sky is the limit for him in terms of how complete of a tight end he can be. He just fits the mold of what the what today's game is when it comes to tight ends. I'm just trying to see how he develops in terms of possibly putting his hand in the ground and being able to block. If he can um, develop some skill in terms of that, he can, he, he can be the all-around tight end at the next level. So the future of the Crimson Tide's wide receiver room, that skill group is very bright. Go with a guy like Julian Sands to, to take on the quarterback role for the Crimson Tide in the future. So, Justin, last one here on, on, on our end on the show. And uh, I know you, you pretty much heard the news there on both of these guys. Jangan and Bakwe is set to play quarterback for Clay Chalkville High School this upcoming season. No, he's been recruited for Alabama as a defensive back, but set to play quarterback his senior season. And then you got Sterling Dixon, who will not play for Mobile Christian this season. He's going to a completely different school. I was reading a report where it talked about his dad doesn't know which school he will go to as of yet. But can you speak to the transition here of, of Mbakwe? playing quarterback his senior year for Clay Chalkville and then uh, the situation involving Sterling Dixon, you know, not playing at Mobile Christian for a senior season. I think starting with Dixon, I think the biggest thing is with him, he's always had opportunities to go other places to play um, high school football. I think the biggest thing, considering how competitive he is, considering how much he wants to continue to get better, I think with Mobile Christian school, being in a school that is one of those mid-classifications within the state, I think he wants to play at a bigger school against bigger um, competition, and that's understandable in today's world. You want to get developed as much as possible before you get to Alabama. Um, of course, Mobile Christian is a great school. Deontay Lawson stayed there throughout his high school career. He, is, he, he saw playing time early on in Tuscaloosa. So I think if he stayed at Mobile Christian School, I think he still would have had that opportunity, but I do feel that playing against tougher competition and bigger competition will help them in the long run. In terms of Jalen Mbakwe, yeah, I've known that for a couple of months now that he's been going to transition over um, the quarterback, which is quite interesting. If I was Alabama, I probably wouldn't be the biggest fan of it because he's going to basically be a target, of course, with him being so athletic. I'd be afraid that he'll want to run a little bit too much with him being a quarterback. Um, for the full season, but he's been working that ever since his spring. So we'll see how he has developed as a um as a quarterback. But if I was out, I think I wouldn't be the biggest fan of it, considering he is coming off an injury um during his junior season. So I am um interested in how they use him at that quarterback, how the offense looks with him at quarterback. He's Justin Smith, ladies and gentlemen, the director of scouting and recruiting right here. Touchdown Alabama Magazine joining us here on a Monday, breaking down one elite wide receiver for 2025, Jamie French, who gave that commitment to the Crimson Tide, and also discussing more things about the 2024 class and beyond. Justin, as always, we appreciate you, man. Uh, Take care of yourself, brother. Be good out there. Do the same, sir. Always fun to get a chance to talk to Justin on some recruiting things. I believe, I believe, John, the matchup between Clay Chalkville and uh, Thompson High School is supposed to be on ESPN. So that's Jalen Mbakwe versus Trent Seaborn. It's going to be fun right there. I have to DVR that one on the TV. We'll take a break right here, folks. We'll touch that dab when we get back. We return to the phone lines. We grab your calls, your thoughts. Your conversations right after this. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Marvin Constant, All-SEC linebacker and 1999 SEC champion. You are listening to In My Own Words, brought to you by Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Roll Tide. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care in support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, folks, we're back to the action here. People from the break, hottest show on the streets. 
We're talking your Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of TDA. Happy to have you guys right here. We're at 62 likes right now. We're going for 100. So continue tapping the like button. Give us that thumbs up right there. Hit the like button. Smash the like button right there. Give us that tap right there on that like button. Hit that thumbs up. Make this your show, your network, your spot to talk all things Crimson Tide football. We also have a message board, Touchdown Alabama Magazine, touchdownalabama.com, the message board. You're trying to be within the first wave or group of fans to help us rebuild or regrow the message board. The link to the board can be found in the chat line or in the description. Check that out. But... Phone lines open. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. But I'm going to call in right there, 205-448-1358. You are live on the show. What's happening? How we feeling? State your name. And where are you calling from? Hey, what's up with you, man? This is Jay from Stephanie. Hey, Jay, what's happening? I'm chilling, man. Man, we need the love back, man. But I, I know y'all tired of me saying that, but we all go to uh to the open practice, man. Keep an eye out on the big man down there, man. Give us a full report on them folks, man. Yeah, Jay, my my one thing is if the University of Alabama, if the athletics department, that's my hope and prayer. Cross my fingers on it. If the athletics department lets the media, lets us back, lets us in here for this open practice. That's going to be the first group I look at is the defensive line. I ain't going to mess around with you. I'm, my eyes and my camera will be on the defensive line first. Appreciate you, Steve, man. That, that's, all, that's all I want, man. Somebody keep an eye on them big folks. My fault, Steve. I got to go. Oh, we got the kids oh, loving the show. Man. Hey, man. Got, got to enjoy that. Got to enjoy it. My man Jay called in. Got the kids. Sitting here screaming, hey, to me, man, I feel good. It's a good thing, man, when you, when you got the kids interacting here with the show. Appreciate my man Jay calling in right there. Uh, Want to look at the defensive line. And definitely, if we're able to be out here for this open practice, that's my hope and prayer. Keep my fingers crossed that I can get out there. Uh, the camera will be first and foremost on the defensive line. But we grab this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feeling? State your name. Where you calling from? Hey, how you doing today, Steven? This is Rambo calling from Atlanta, Georgia. All right, Rambo, what's happening? Nah, man, I just want to give a shout-out to that man, Eric Wolford, man. Everybody talking about uh, give Freddie Roach time, and I just shout-out to my boy Dave for just saying the same thing. But I want to give a big shout-out to Eric Wolford, man. He's Every doing a phenomenal job. Phenomenal job. You go ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead. I Start mean, I mean, he's doing a phenomenal – recruiting. He is recruiting some grown, grown men. And of the grown men already on campus, the J.C. Lathams, the Tyler Bookers, the Seth McLaughlin's, the, the Caton Proctors, he's developing these guys quite well. Yeah. I am loving – what I'm seeing from this guy, I think it's, what, year two? I don't know if it's year two or year three. I forgot when he came year in. Year two. But year two. The way every time you turn around, we're getting a, a physical offensive lineman, and they're not built like babies. Back when the other guy, I think it was Marone, he didn't even like to recruit. And when we was getting the, the recruits, they were all weighing like 280, 275. These guys coming in 6'7", 6'8", 320 already. And they physical, mean, and nasty. The other guys are more so like pass protection and trying to perfect technique. These guys just want to come and smack somebody in the mouth. This is what I'm liking from what I'm seeing as far as the position coach recruiting their position and dominating. This has nothing to do with play calling. This has nothing to do with Bill O'Brien. Eric Wolford still doing his job with Bill O'Brien calling them bad plays. He's still getting them big dogs in there. And I want to give a shout-out to uh, the tight ends coach. I forgot his name, but we getting those elite tight ends and getting those athletic tight ends with speed and hands. I'm tired of seeing these defensive ends and linebackers trying to turn them into something they're not. Cameron Latou was okay, but 
he was a defensive end coming out of school, and when he played tight end at Belmont, he was just learning the position. So I'm, I want to get a player that knows his true position and been playing that position since high school, and when he comes to Alabama, he plays that position because Christian Harris also linebacker. Yeah, he was hitting them holes harder than toe-toe, but Christian Harris, he was playing dang on uh, cornerback a little bit, I want to say, in high school. So I just want to give a big shout-out to Eric Wolford. This guy is dominating, and he's showing those coaches how to recruit and develop that talent because the way he's recruiting, man, Brady Wolf, you ain't got no excuses this year, man. You have no excuses this year. You got everything you need. But thanks for taking my call. I just want to give a shout-out to Big Eric Wolford and Joe Cox. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate Rambo calling in there from Atlanta, and I've said this before. Alabama's offensive line will be way better. Why? Because of Eric Wolford. Comes over from Kentucky, where he coached big, mean, nasty, physical offensive linemen. Why do you think Chris Rodriguez Jr. was, what, a three-time, 1,000-yard rusher at Kentucky? Because of what Eric Wolford had out there on the field. Coach Wolf comes over to Bama and is doing the exact same thing. Big, nasty, physical offensive lineman. And the one thing, John, I like what Coach Wolf is doing, he's recruiting specialists at their spots. He's recruiting offensive tackles that look like offensive tackles. He's not recruiting guys masquerading as tackles, no. He's recruiting tackles that look like tackles. Eric Wolford is recruiting guards that look like guards. He's recruiting centers that look like centers. This is what you need to do. And Eric Wolford is doing that right now. You look at Joe Cox, who's doing a fine job with these tight ends in terms of recruiting them. You're recruiting big, athletic, playmaking tight ends that can catch the football as well as block. He's having them do both, which is what they need to do. So Eric Walford, Joe Cox, both doing a fine job. I mean, Nick Saban said Joe Cox is one of the bright offensive minds he's been around. I don't think Nick Saban would give that compliment for nothing. So Joe Cox is doing what he needs to do. Eric Wolford definitely doing what he needs to do. But, tall topic right here, folks. The NFL's top 100 players list is starting up, starting up right now. We all know that this list is voted on by the players. The peers get to vote on you know, the players around them and in the league, you know, who belongs in that top 100. It's a huge honor to be voted in there. So right now, two Bama alums have cracked the early part of this list for, for, uh, for the year for 2023. Devontae Smith came in at number 100 on the top 100 list. Marlon Humphrey came in at number 92. Devontae Smith, I mean, this past season, what a year for Smitty. What he had like 93 catches, 1,196 yards, seven touchdowns, uh, Helped the Eagles to Super Bowl 57. Yes, it came up short to the Kansas City Chiefs, but Smitty helped them get there. So he's number 100 on the NFL's top list. Marlon Humphrey, number 92. He is, at this point, the heart and soul of the Ravens defense, in my opinion. A guy that great coverage, great coverage out there, can tackle, can hit, strong leadership skills. Marlon Humphrey, one of those dudes. One of those big-time dudes there as far as defensive secondary is concerned. I think his his Madden overall rating came out, John, at 95. I'm going to say it was either 93 or 95, the overall Madden 24 rating for one Marlon Humphrey. But kudos to both guys making the – or cracking into the top 100, the early part of the list there for the NFL players voting on this. But we take our final break here, folks, in the show. On Touch That Dow, baby, we wrap up with this conversation. As much as we are excited about the upcoming season for Bama football, we as consumers of the sport, tired of all the talk. We are ready for the action. And I explain why we are ready for the action after this.
I'm Malachi Moore, and you're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith on Touchdown Alabama's YouTube channel. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, folks, we are rolling back into the action from the break. Number one form here for your Bama football news. In my own words, George truly, Stephen Smith of TDA. Happy to have you guys here with us this evening. My man John Ivory in the production studio as well. Continue hitting that subscribe button, tapping that like button. Give us a thumbs up. We're at 69 likes. Still going after that 100. We're at 69, continue hitting the like button, tapping the like button, giving us that thumbs up right here on the show. Daily Super Chat Go, $100 daily. Super Chat Go, 100 bucks right there. We appreciate you guys. But uh, John, final topic right here, and this goes to you know, the Alabama fans, you guys, and I myself included, even though in the media, I I'm a consumer of the sport as well. We've been hearing the talking for quite some time about, you know, this team's going to be good and that Bama team's going to be good and this team is going to be legit and, and that team's going to be legit. But we've grown to a point where it's where's the action? We've heard the talk. We've enjoyed the talk. Talk is cool. But where is the action? Because we haven't seen just this straight up action. From Alabama football, and we're talking both sides of the football together since what 2017? Yeah, we, we haven't seen the action both sides of the football together since 2017. So now for you as fans, it's uh, I don't care about the talk anymore. It's cool, but I don't care about it no more. Where's the action on the field? Make the other team fear you on the field. Make the other team reevaluate their life on the field. Make the other team reevaluate, did I really want to play football on the field? Make the other coaching staff reevaluate their life decisions on the field. That's what U.S. fans want to see. Have it done out there on the field. Right? What made 2009 great, those guys did it on the field. 2011, they did it on the field, and they didn't talk much at all. 2012, they did it on the field. 2015, they did it on the field. 2017, even with the loss to Auburn, they did it on the field. Those guys in full unison, offense, defense, special teams, they got it done on the field. They made you regret even wanting to play Alabama on the field. I mean, it was great being in Nashville, Tennessee, and hearing what J.C. Latham had to say, hearing what Dallas Turner had to say, and hearing what Kool-Aid McKinstry had to say. And it was all fine and good, taking nothing away from uh, the good content that we heard from all three of those young men. But it means absolutely nothing if it's not done on the field. It absolutely goes for naught if nothing is handled on the field. That's why it, it, it is crucial for these guys, hey, big year to get this done on the field. Big year to put in the action. Big year to show not just the uh, – fan base for Alabama football and the naysayers out there, but show yourself as a team. Show yourself as players. Show yourself as student athletes and coaches that, hey, we can get this done. We can shut everybody up and do this on the field. Like I mentioned, John, this August 5th coming up this Saturday. Well, this when, when that Saturday comes, as I should say, I'm able to get out there, open practice. I'm looking at everybody. 
I'm taking notes on everybody. And I'm figuring out from day one, okay, who are the people that we can see do some big stuff in terms of this upcoming football season. But U.S. fans, you guys, the, the, the talk is cool. It's cool and all. But y'all want to see some action. And hopefully, even all fingers crossed, that the action comes to the surface this fall right here. But as always, Bama Nation, you want the best in news, notes, material, entertainment here on your favorite program, that being the Crimson Tide. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You can download the app from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you got the Android phone. Now, for your audio needs, check us out here. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm. Google Play or iHeartRadio. Good and gracious Lord sees fit. I'll try to be back on Wednesday, continuing the conversation that is tied football. Remember, Bama fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link found in the description. We're trying to get your hands on the fresh edition of TDA the magazine. Here's what you do. You go. TheTouchdownAlabama.com. Become a member and or a subscriber today. Uh, click join on that. Uh, that link found in the description as well. Gotta shout out you guys, the incredible fans of Babble Football, for all the phone calls, all of the donations, the YouTube chatting. You just making this your show, your spot, your avenue, roadmap for all things Todd Football. Gotta show some love to my man John Ivory. In the production studio, telling them things as he does. Till next time, folks. Husbands love your wives. Wives appreciate value. Those husbands, children continue doing the right thing, fun thing, smart thing, good thing, legitimate thing to not be bored there. Be sure to get yourself those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. You protect yourself. You protect the loved ones around you. Till next time, folks. I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith, and you've been listening. In my own words.